Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stone's Top 10s, where I am ranking my top 10 favorites in different categories. My name is Anna Stone, and in season one, we are exploring my favorite romantic comedies with a variety of my friends. We are working backwards from 10 to 1 with a few bonus episodes because I'm terrible at making decisions. Um, So even though it's a top 10s, it's like an 18 episode season. Um, So now sometimes you may think that we are missing a movie that is essential to the top 10 list. There's a few reasons why this may be. I may have never seen it. It may appear on a different list or I may just not agree with you about how good the movie is, which is totally fine. You can always email me with any suggestions or positive feedback at stonestop10s at gmail.com no apostrophe in the email address. If you'd like to get updates about when episodes are coming out, please subscribe to Stone's Top Tens on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Stone's Top Tens to get updates too. So let's welcome today's guest host, Caitlin Villapondo. Caitlin, how are you doing tonight? Well, today. Good, good. <laughs> Surviving with two kids, a, um, a two-year-old and a uh, six week old (laughs) definitely have your hands full yeah I don't know what sleep is anymore (laughs) (laughs) um we hosted a party last night and I don't know what sleep is either so I watch a lot of movies in the middle of the night now that like I'm up and you know doing the whole mom thing with pumping and feedings and my husband's great he helps out with all that stuff like the feedings and everything too i Oh, I'd be lost without him. (laughs) I can only (laughs) (laughs) shout out to Sergio. He's amazing. Um, So today we are going to be discussing my number nine pick, 2001's The Wedding Planner, starring Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey. Uh, In this movie, Mary Fiore, played by Jennifer Lopez, is a premier wedding planner in the San Francisco area, but has no romance in her own life. She makes a deal with her boss that if she lands the Donnelly wedding, a big name account, that she will be made partner. When she is nearly run over by a dumpster, she is saved by a weird sentence I never thought I'd say in my life. Um, When she is nearly run over by a dumpster, she is saved by a hot young doctor named Steve Edison and played by Matthew McConaughey. After a swoon-worthy first date, Mary learns that Steve Edison is actually the groom of Fran Donnelly, whose wedding she is now in charge of planning. Meanwhile, Mary's dad is trying to set her up with a boy she knew from visiting Italy as a young girl named Massimo. So, Caitlin, what are your initial thoughts about the wedding planner? What do you like most about it? First of all, I wish I had her to plan my wedding. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Just because it's like, oh my goodness, I looking back on that, I don't want to do that again. Mm-mm, uh, never. <laughs> and I guess I, I have a different thought rewatching it than when we were kids watching it. Mm-hmm. And just so much thought there. Um, you know, obviously Matthew McConaughey age is like fine wine. He still looks the same. <laughs> exactly. Man. Um, but yeah, I mean just brought back a lot of, you know, us in your, in your parents' basement watching yep. this movie going, this is great. Like, this is the light. This is what I want. <gasps> Looking at it now, I'm like, why do I want to look like I have OCD in a <laughs> myself? What? Yes. <laughs> find a guy because I almost got hit by a dumpster. No. It was so romantic. Just yeah. the epitome of romance when we were growing up. Right? 
like, oh, yes, there's a dumpster. And that was my chance. <laughs> uh, I forgot how good this movie was. I hadn't watched it in quite some time. And it like instantly brought me back to like, like you said, like either of our parents' basements. Um, We watched this, I feel like so much in middle school, like this and like we quoted (laughs) it a lot. Like, I don't even know if we really understood what all of it meant, but like we know it's just it was I it all came rushing back. Um, It's very peak early 2000s fashion um every time I was like like there's one scene where Penny's wearing like lipstick that is the exact same shade as her skin and I was like (laughs) the ice lipstick from (laughs) Claire or something it's like oh the concealer that you just like put a gloss over (laughs) and like like, the the little gems that you would screw into your hair I believe Fran had those in her wedding and like the butterfly clip stuff I think those made an appearance in this movie it's like what yes um so I much of it add just... that like this is Jennifer Lopez like I think that all she does is movies where she's getting married or she is helping somebody get married if you've noticed like she's now been in a couple, at least three that I can think of yeah off the top of my head year yes year one with I just remember Lopez. thinking like being a wedding planner was like the most glamorous job ever yeah. and after planning a wedding I was like I never would want to do that as my job no <laughs> and those weddings were extravagant yeah I was like the first wedding I was like those flowers probably cost more than like our entire wedding yep but the funny thing is, too, though, is, like, the style of weddings have changed so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at the bride's dresses, and I look at the mm-hmm. bridesmaid dresses, and flower girls, and all stuff, and it's like, ah, I want to have half that stuff now. Yeah, it has definitely evolved. Um, so what would you say are the highlights of this movie for you? Oh, boy. In different categories. Um, I love the scene where they go up to that... Uh, vineyard and i think it's where we you know we we meet massimo earlier but like we um you know the horse scene because that's mm. kind of like the epitome of like romance and like right, oh, yeah. damsel in distress because of course the horse just gets spooked because the woman's singing wailing wailing better <laughs> yeah, description there um and i guess the other one too would be just those romantic scenes of sitting at the old movies and um you know uh watching those with each other like I don't know that those just seem kind of like those those core romantic scenes it kind of reminded me like they always talk about how I don't really watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette but they talk about how difficult it would be to actually form an attachment with someone because they're such like unreal situations and that's kind of how I felt about this movie I was like everything is so like you know the those outdoor movies are so romanticized like it's so romanticized you know she's got like the little her own tree and there's a carousel and there's all the dancing like Mm -hmm. everything just seems very contrived but it is very cliche and beautiful (laughs) I still love it (laughs) yeah you still it still like just tugs at the heartstrings and still just you know I want that too. Yes. Um, I would say I was 
really surprised at how well Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey were in this movie. Like I said, I hadn't watched it in a while. And like, um, I thought JLo was actually like really good. And it's, you know, early Matthew McConaughey, he'd been in some stuff, but it was before he got, you know, super popular and was in every rom-com. Um, and I actually, fun fact with him is he, um, I guess in his, uh, biography he doesn't like he didn't like doing rom-coms never did well I mean I guess it pays the bills because he did quite a few (laughs) yeah let him right up to taking his clothes off on Magic Mike (laughs) um and I thought like even though the premise of this movie is kind of skeezy I hate cheating it's like my least favorite thing um it gives me such like an icky feeling but they make it work like the fact that the breakups are mutual like it's not just that they break up because Mary and Eddie, Eddie, Steve, I'm going to be using Eddie and Steve interchangeably because <laughs> I just think it, either way, I'm talking about Matthew McConaughey's character. Um, but like Fran wasn't ready either. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I well, like, they made it work. Adult. You can be an adult and end a relationship. You don't have to be bad mouthing each other. You don't have to, you can be an adult and talk this through and go, we're not, we're, this is not working for either of us. And then having right. them both yeah you know this isn't good this wasn't the right move for us um and so like I think it says a lot about the movie that I actually like feel good about it while watching it instead of just feeling gross um (laughs) and like I mentioned I I love all the different weddings there's so many different types they're all so extravagant in their own ways um now as like an adult I was like trying to like think of the cost and I was like (laughs) That is insane. Yeah. You know, Ollie Lope. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, that city hall wedding's looking real good. <laughs> like yeah. um mm-hmm. so you mentioned a couple of the scenes, but what scenes did you think were the best throughout the movie? That's hard because I mean everything just kind of ties together. I really like uh Massimo. Yes. <laughs> I'm forgetting that actor's name now. Um, I was gonna say Alex Karev, but that's his yeah. character on Grace. I think it's I mean, Justin Chambers. Is it? What's his I name? think so. I think it's Justin Chambers. Justin Chambers. Yeah, like I, I like him. I liked him in Grey's Anatomy. So I mean, that I really do like him a lot, and I, I like his character. I think he's funny and just kind of like you know those comedic relief characters that. Mm-hmm. They're not big characters, but yeah. Um, so I, I have to chuckle every time I think of him on that little moped. You know? <laughs> and, um, you know, obviously like them showing their masculine side at that winery. Yes. Uh, oh, manly bonding. Yes, manly bonding. That's the manly <laughs> bonding. And I, I can't help but think of how adorable he is when he made her, remade her, um, dollhouse you Mm. know her mom's picture in there and everything and you know it's kind of goes back to like what her dad said on how like you don't have to love him yet but you know you may grow to love him and I think it was one of those things where you know that's kind of like how he and his wife or Maria's mom um you know fell in love with him Mm -hmm. so um uh, what's the I'm looking for um, touching and sentimental yes. you know to really start that and I think they both kind of 
once again, it's, it was a mutual thing where she said, like, you know, I can't, I can't do this. And Massimo was like, yeah, you know, I, I understand. So there's this like, well, no she hate. was ready to go through it. Like, yeah, I think it was more Massimo understanding, like, we don't actually see that part. But this idea that like, he realizes, like, that it's not the right choice for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do think too, like that if Mary and Massimo had gotten married, that it would have been okay. Like it wouldn't have been the whirlwind romance. But I do think like he does by the end of the movie, he is very he's very sincere. He's very kind. Um and I I like that too. Yeah. Um I love the meat cute um her you know her shoe getting stuck in the manhole cover the dumpster it's like this like <laughs> series of mishaps she gets stuck the guy is trying to eat his ice cream cone it falls he drives into the dumpster right um, <laughs> comes hurtling down the hill um and she's got to save her gucci shoes um and then of course you know he gallantly rescues her mm. um and <laughs> i was like Seeing this as, you know, an adult, I'm like, he is staying on top of her for a very long time. I was like, I tried telling myself, I was like, you know, he's just worried that she might be concussed or that something happened with her neck. You know, he doesn't want to move. But then he's like stroking her hair. And I was like, this is not, like, this is not That's clinical. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but I love her response. Like, I don't normally think of JLo as a comedic actor, but she really is in this movie. And she's like, you saved my shoe <laughs> and like oh i mean my life <laughs> and like yeah she talks about how he smells like sweet red plums and grilled cheese sandwiches and like what it's just so funny combo i know i was like that does not sound like it would smell very good no even being pregnant that like after being pregnant <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all <laughs> no um and i love how it leads to the hospital like all the kids pretending to be her doctor is so funny um and you know she thinks she's paralyzed and like her hands are going and you see her legs going and she's wearing this neck brace and she's like oh my god I'm paralyzed and the kids are like you're moving your entire body like <laughs> you know? I love little kids in movies they're great <laughs> it's just so funny and um you know Penny shows up I think Judy Greer is just fantastic she's such a good um you don't see her much anymore I couldn't remember the last thing I saw her in. I mean, I did watch um, 13 Going on 30. And again, she's like a supporting character in that. Um, But she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm thinking about switching to a career in medicine. Like, you have to come to this movie with us. It's just so funny. Um, I love the dance class. This is like the only time that Mary doesn't wear like periwinkle. And she looks stunning in that red dress. Um. And finding out that, like, Eddie is Steve. And, of course, you know, Fran has to take a call. So they have to dance together. And, like, the whole, like, arguing while you're dancing trope is just one of my favorites. Um, yeah. And, like, Steve He's talking about himself. Dance, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, like, um, Steve referring to himself in the third person. is. <laughs> I wonder if, like, that was... You know, because think of the confusion he has for himself. Like, he has his fiance who's called him Eddie, his, like, you know, most of his adult life because they met in college and everything. Mm-hmm. So think of, like, the, um, you know, identity crisis he's having in his head and, like, has to remind <laughs> himself, like, 
Eddie's Steve. Steve is Eddie. <laughs> yeah. It just <laughs> it cracks me up. Um, obviously the statue shopping is so funny. Um, and I think it's also like it's this nice mix, you know, they have such like a heated, you know, attacks against one another while they're at the winery. They say some really cruel things and like they're both just they kind of open up and um he's like you know I always wanted to have a small wedding and um then he wants that warrior statue which is like the least wedding thing ever um it like tips him over and she's like oh my god you castrated him (laughs) you know obviously how the heck did they were they those two able to lift that heavy statue up before that guard even got to them. No idea. No idea. Oh, Hollywood, you did it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, Steve super glues his hand to the penis. Um, and, like, while she's trying to get the, you know, limestone penis off of his hand, they are both, like, apologizing to each other. Um, and I think, you know, I hate, I had never noticed before, but in the part at the winery when they're, like, yelling at each other, He's like, I'm a guy, like an opportunity presented itself. And I was like, oh, gross. Like, I don't remember that. Um, And like, you know, he apologizes for saying those things that he was just upset. And she apologizes for saying that their marriage is doomed to fail. Um, Teal bridesmaid dress. (laughs) Which is hilarious. My parents had teal bridesmaids dresses at their wedding. Really? (laughs) Yes. Wow. Um, and they are still very happily married um and then like mary admits it like i that's one thing i one trope i really dislike is when someone could just clear something up by telling the other person like you could avoid all these problems if you just told someone um so she's like oh yeah i'm not actually engaged to massimo like and um you know as a therapist i wish more people would do this (laughs) right look at how easy that was (laughs) exactly um and then the last one we have is when they're flower shopping um oh that just makes my heart hurt i know i also i love how eddie picks out the bleeding hearts those are some of my favorite flowers even if they are the national funeral flower of tibet or wherever it was um and you know he talks about how when he and Fran met, and she was this like badass bookie who ran a gambling ring, which is, I just love that for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, this like, like reversal, it. yeah, absolutely. I get that. <laughs> um, and this like reversal of the typical like bad boy good girl trope that I feel like we see a lot. Um, and when they run into Mary's ex and his new wife, like again, she has this really good comedic ability that I don't normally associate with her when she's like running away and she's crawling under the tables and like whatever um and then when she gets drunk this is one that like I feel like you and I quoted all the time as children like I'm just a poor man's Wendy and it's like you ever need a book <laughs> cup of sugar I can't help you because I don't have time to shop like mom. Nancy mom. <laughs> are you Nancy Pong <laughs> um, but it's just like it's um I just sympathize with that moment or empathize actually probably more like I just remember those feelings of inadequacy and like how you just really understand Mary's character after that like she keeps everybody at arm's length yes got rejected 
cheated on like that's that's how you feel yeah (laughs) pay your Um, stomach kind of thing and i really like too that like steve comes back and he's trying to tell her like i have like that night was amazing and i have these feelings for you and she's like no she's like i'm not doing this like you are an unavailable man and i am not getting into this which once again hollywood how did you cure her drunkenness and hangover that quick? <laughs> Steve, how long did you stay? And why were they roasting marshmallows on a candle when there was a fireplace right there? <laughs> yeah. I was so confused. I was like, I don't understand the reasoning. <laughs> right there. Just go to it. But also, like, his whole speech, his whole, like, whatever, that is something, like, I was a sucker for like rom-coms and like soapy teenage shows like One Tree Hill and the OC that like I had this misconception that like that was going to be my life like men were just going to talk to you like that <laughs> like, yeah, it was right? very eye-opening once again they were going to say all these things that you wanted to hear exactly verbatim ah yes maybe that's why like you know I mean I'll be honest with this like my husband and I, I'm sitting there going, well, ugh, you just didn't say what you, I needed you to say. Hmm. Like, they don't have the script. It doesn't just come out my ear and then they read very, it. There you go. Very if much they, like early in our relationship, Brandon and I were, I was like that with Brandon too, where I was like, you know, expecting some dramatic thing. And that's just like so unrealistic. It's so fun in a movie, but like mm-hmm. not real life. Right. Um, so next we are going to look at the cast uh, we already mentioned Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey are the stars um, Bridget Wilson Sampras plays Fran Donnelly I don't know that I've ever actually seen her in anything else but she's really good as Fran um, Justin Chambers aka um, Alex Karev is Massimo and then Judy Greer plays Penny um so caitlin are there any changes that you would make to the cast um oh man i mean it's just such a good cast um and actually uh bran another really good movie that she's in is uh billy madison oh my god i totally forgot she's in billy madison i think that was one of her first roles oh yeah veronica vaughn veronica vaughn <laughs> yeah um i mean if it, if this was to be like you know if we were looking at other cast members i'm another Grey's anatomy i'm a sucker for patrick dempsey mm-hmm. been in a lot of rom-coms and romantic movies and tv like you know he's big sucker for him um so i think like back at and during this time would have been a good he would still be young enough you know yeah and, he would have been, it would have been pre-grazed, just like yeah. Justin Chambers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back, like, old actors, um, yeah, that's the only one I could think of. Like, besides Matthew McConaughey, would be, like, that Pat, would be Patrick Dempsey. Um, mm, and he has that charm, you know. Yeah. He has that charm. He could pull it off. Um, she's the voice of um, the girl cowboy in Toy Story. <laughs> Why can't I remember uh, her name? John Cusack. John Cusack, yes. She's, I think she's great too. I don't I know which um, part she'd play, but I just like her. She could have uh, been a good Penny. Yeah. 
So for me, the biggest change I thought I would make is to either hire someone who actually has Italian heritage or preferably just let Mary and her dad be Hispanic. Um, I forgot that they make her Italian in this movie and I was so confused. I was like... Like an Antonio Banderas would have been nice. Perfect. Like, it would have been just perfect if they just let them be, you know, Latinx. Like, I was so confused. Um... I think that Bridget Wilson Sampras is just so perfect as Fran because they could have made her really unlikable. It would have been really easy to have Fran be this unlikable character, but she's so good. And like the way her character is portrayed is so good that you don't hate her. Like, I just love how she portrays it. She's this like badass businesswoman. And you find out, like, I can totally believe that she was a bookie. And <laughs> I just love her. Um, obviously, like, I think Judy Greer is just fabulous. I love her as a, you know, in those supporting roles. Um, and then the only thing, which isn't like a casting change, but like, I guess I would make Massimo a little bit less of an idiot. Like, in the second half of the movie, he is so charming. But at the beginning, he is just like... I was like, what is happening? Um, yeah. But those would be my my only notes on casting. All right. So how do we think that this movie holds up in the 2020s? This was made in 2000, 2001? Early then, 2000s. Yeah. I, I Honestly, it'd be canceled. It'd be canceled. <laughs> I don't because agree. Yeah. I don't know I just I think that there'd be so much that they'd be like nope we need to change this to do this I also look though at like how much has changed over the past couple decades now that mm. a lot of it wouldn't be relevant like we talked about earlier the weddings would look totally different right um I think that the you know some of the things that happen on scene different comments made uh what was the one that you said that you cringe at um, oh, when Eddie says opportunity, me, yes, like uh, I think that's a lot more cringy now. Where mm-hmm. back then it's just like it was cringy still, but they look past it. I don't know. I don't know. It, like I said, means- I didn't even remember it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just think that there'd be a lot, a lot of different things. Um, I think that there'd be different kinds of characters. You know, like um, the um, Judy Greer, like her character might have had a little bit of a bigger role and she would have already and she would have been in a relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. one also was that era where sex in the city was really big. And these you have these group of single ladies and everyone's trying to find somebody. And I think they're trying to have that too a bit um, Mm -hmm. where Greer could have had, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. where she's like, oh, and like JLo's venting to her lesbian friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You know, and I think that's the other thing too is um, you have, like you're missing kind of that piece too, especially with weddings nowadays. You have that strong um, mix of men and women within that career now. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think we're just, it was very female domin- domineering film back then because it mm-hmm. was surrounded by the premise of a wedding planner and weddings mm-hmm. are usually just the women's thing. But I also like that. I think it was ahead of its time with then with 
this uh, movie in 2020 in 2001 because you have Fran who is this big businesswoman absolutely and I think that that stepped into then this um, time period as well helped step into that so um, I go back and forth on it but I think there were some things where it was like oh I don't know if that would ever really fly so much today I didn't think it would be canceled there were definitely things I think would change um I again I was just so blown away by the fact that J-Lo is supposed to be Italian I was very confused mm. um and like I said there were a couple parts where I like just put my notes like gross um every time Massimo says something about like about how Mary looked as a kid or how she has boobs now I was like why like I understand that they met as kids, but like he is an adult now. Like you I don't can't know. learn anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned the part about Steve like being a guy. Um, I feel like if it were now, like not having like again, there's this sweet spot of romantic comedies in like the 80s, 90s, and aughts of like there wasn't social media. Where, like, if there were social media, there's no way she wouldn't know right away. Right. Um, and even, like, like I was... Google them. She would have been able to Facebook, Instagram. Nowadays, like, you, Fran's, like Fran's engagement would have been all over the social media sites. Like, mm-hmm. there would have been no way that it wouldn't have been on there. Um, there was also this like she references the murdoch file which i was like when i was a child that like absolutely went over my head i had no idea who that was and now i was like why do i know that name and why do i associate it with trump and then i was like oh i looked up rupert murdoch owns fox news and i was like oh okay and like that's not necessarily like a problem because obviously he's a wealthy person that like she would still use a wealthy person name drop to like try and look good for the Donnelly Kardashian wedding or right like I I feel like maybe that reference would have shifted but I it just like totally threw me for a loop when I heard it um I also like that they kind of are making fun of like the toxic masculinity with the manly bonding like (laughs) you know they they're like racing on the treadmills and Steve's like in his loafers and a dress shirt and like a nice pair of slacks um and, and like, then they're just straight up wrestling <laughs> in the middle of this vineyard like yeah as one does like obviously <laughs> um but I just like I so I guess like I'm on the opposite end of it where like I think if there were a few things tweaked it could still stand up um but I mean I can see your point of view too um yeah so next we're going to go into the best and worst categories. So we're going to start with the best part. Um, so to me, the best part is how they handled the fact that Steve is in a relationship when he meets Mary. Because like I said, this could be like something that would legitimately ruin an entire movie for me. Um, but like the fact that Fran doubts it multiple times through the movie too not just like doubts steve's love for her but doubts the fact that they should be getting married or that she wants to get married mm-hmm. um and i think that they handled that really well so to me that's the best part um i like uh the part where Mar- maria and her dad are talking 
and they talk about like you don't hear nowadays um, arranged marriages so much I mean there is some, mm-hmm. still some in different cultures and different areas but um, you don't hear that much and I really liked because it sounds like Maria really um, was close with her mom really loved mm-hmm. and was close to their family They're, that was like a tight-knit family they came here from Italy and um, I think it for to me like, that was a really sweet part for him to share that with her mm-hmm. and kind of have himself be vulnerable about his own relationships and you know I just and I liked I liked how she talks about her dad too with Matthew McConaughey so I liked the the family piece of that absolutely um, I think it was awesome to kind of hear about her relationship with her dad is so sweet mm-hmm. and you know even though she's exasperated like that he's trying to hook her up with Massimo like <laughs> she knows it's not coming from her bad place yes. <laughs> <laughs> while she's sleeping yeah um you know, and it is just, you know, I love that she is on a Scrabble team with him. And I just love that. I just think it's great. Yeah. Um, that's how like, he, she, I think he, she said that that's how like they learned English. Yes. When they came over. So it's just so touching and to mm-hmm. kind of incorporate the culture piece there. And I don't know, that was, I, I really liked that. Um, I'm really close with my dad. So it just kind of hit the heartstrings for me. Mm-hmm. Um you know, knowing like, you know, I used to do all these cool things with my dad when I was growing up and I still talk about him to this day. Like, oh yeah, my dad and I did this um, when I was a kid. And so I'm very big on that stuff. Absolutely. I love the portrayal of family. Mm -hmm. Um, The worst part for me is the portrayal of Massimo. Like, especially the beginning. I feel like he's really good at the second half, but in the beginning, I feel like he's kind of pictured as this like stupid foreigner. And I don't think that's necessary. Like, he could be goofy and silly without like like how would you who starts off like trying to court somebody by being like oh yeah you were so ugly as a kid like your head was so big and like you've really grown up nice like the funny thing is is like italians don't talk that way either so it's like what where did you come from it's just, um, and I think, like, the second half is done so well, you know, he becomes so sweet, like, trying to just be her friend, making mac and cheese for her, which is an American Dell's kissy, like, I love craft mac and cheese, like, yeah. um, now, now yeah. that I have a toddler, it's, I don't feel as bad when I eat a whole box and give her some. <laughs> yes, exactly, um, and, like, the way he proposes is very, very sweet, like, you yeah. mentioned, rebuilding the dollhouse putting the little picture of her mom in there like and the Mm. way he explains it you know and he's just like we can make this into something special if you're not here yet and like I feel like they just kind of sell him short at the beginning of the movie would be Mm -hmm. my worst part what is your worst part that's hard I I mean I have to agree with you on that worst part too um you know just because I don't like how he's portrayed and I don't like that, you know, he's made to sound so stupid and I get that it's for comic relief, but there's so many other things they could have done to make it the the comic relief that it needed to be. Not mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Cause, and I mean, maybe they did that because they wanted people to like him at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that's definitely, I would have to agree with that as my least favorite part because everything else just ties in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like obviously like you don't like the part where they run into her ex right but you don't like it because it's such a hard thing to watch it's such right. a it's such a pivotal moment in the movie it's needed it needs right. it's needed it needs to explain it but you're just your heart aches for her absolutely um, so i'd have to agree that yeah i just don't like the way he's portrayed at the um beginning mm. well, I, I think that they could have done a little bit better with that and still made uh, it funny agreed absolutely uh, next is best actor. Um, I have to say, like Jennifer Lopez, I forgot how good she is in this movie. Um, she's very funny. Like her facial expressions. There's like the moment in the doctor's office when she like catches sight of herself in the mirror and like her ponytail's messed up, and she's like hurriedly trying to fix her hair and like fix her lip gloss, and like she hears him in the hallway and she like gets this look on her face where like I just don't associate jennifer lopez with comedy and i feel like she should do more because she's really funny Mm -hmm. um but she's also really good with the serious parts you know when she's talking to her dad when she's talking about um you know having bad timing with someone and how much keith hurt her like she's just really good i have to say it's her because i just feel like she was much better than i remembered I I love J Lo, always have, always will. Love love her music, love her acting. I'm gonna say I, I definitely remember you having J Lo CDs when we were growing up. I loved her. Um, everybody was on Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. I was J Lo. Yep, <laughs> all the way. Big hoops, everything. Loved it. Um, so I I agree with you on her as probably the best. And then the like a close second was probably Matthew McConaughey. I mean mm-hmm. the fact that even though he said like he doesn't like them he the how he can go from you know being this funny guy the you know the masculine guy too but yet like this heartfelt sincere um having that one-on-one discussions and yeah i think that i think he's he did a really great job too with that i agree he is he like i said he has a really hard job of pulling off like this guy who did this really crappy thing and still being likable like not right. a lot of actors i think could pull that off right um next is my least favorite category because i'm really bad at it but it's worst actor um and i don't have one because i think they're all really good um the donnelly's her parents are so over the top but they're so funny i love them both like i love how our dad constantly calls her wedding woman and like the mom is just like well i need to sing like <laughs> it's just i love them um and then i love mary's dad's friends bert and Dottie. they're so adorable like i just love everybody in this movie yeah big fan of bert big fan (laughs) and that's how (laughs) that's how she uh is able to get that spot by the tree Mm -hmm. every movie he saves it because he's like the movie security security guy (laughs) park security Um, Yep, big big fan of Bert. Um, I love Bert. <laughs> so I, I yeah, I agree. I don't know who would be worse because, I mean, you have those two big characters, J Lo and Matthew McConaughey play, and everything kind of revolves around them. So everyone's just this, this supporting role, and mm-hmm. things are just so small and you know, minute. Um, that I don't know who I would say. Yeah, would be the worst. 
Um, and then finally, our thoughts on the soundtrack. Um, I have very strong soundtrack feelings when I watch a movie because I love music and it a lot of times a song will make me think of a movie or a TV show. Um, and this soundtrack was lacking. Like there wasn't a lot in it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the opening song was kind of weird. I didn't remember it. Adore You? I, By Nikki Hatzman? No, it did not stand out to me. And I was like, I like that one. But I did like the Plan on Forever song that's like at the end of the movie. Because yeah. I thought that fit really well yeah it's so uplifting yes so it's just like oh something good's gonna happen even so yeah i like the i like the opening one it it like brought back instant memories with the song (laughs) oh yep i know this movie like i could be in the kitchen and the movie was starting and i'm like it's on i got this you know um and then there's that um in good time by jessica uh sheely sheely um that one's good too yeah but there's a couple in there that i'm just i feel like more there are more like uh a lot more instrumental things and then there were some course mm-hmm. um yeah. you know obviously you have the i honestly love you by olivia newton john that made the soundtrack but at the same time like it was just played in the car i think well and like groovy kind of love by phil collins is a song that played my parents had a wedding video because obviously, like, I wasn't at their wedding, but they had a wedding video that we used to watch, and it, it had groovy kind of love, like, during the, when everybody's, like, coming out and, you know, talking to the bride and the groom, and so, like, I instantly associate that song with my parents. Oh, that's neat. It's had a connection. Mm-hmm. And you know, let alone another wedding thing. Yeah, another <laughs> wedding. <laughs> Um, so finally, we're going to look at what changes we would make personally to the movie or what changes we think would be made if it were made in 2023. And also like who we would cast if it were being made today. Um, so overall changes is I would make Mary, her dad and Massimo Hispanic. Um, just let them be Latinx, like just let it happen. Um, I would love some more mm-hmm. LGBTQ representation. You know, they have like the little moment in the, the parade. Actor, the actor that plays um her dad, he I believe is Italian. Yes. Um yeah. I guess I just would have had it be like, like pick one. <laughs> right, right. Um I think that if it were made in 2023, Penny would be obsessed with posting everything on Instagram, like from all the weddings they're in, because everything is like very Instagram worthy mm-hmm. of every wedding. Yeah. And then she would constantly be trying to get Mary on Tinder, I feel like. Yes. Or Bumble. Yes. Um, I think Fran and Eddie would be getting married in a barn. Like it would be much more rustic, like type mm-hmm. of wedding. Um, and I think that Mary would be watching the Golden Girls instead of Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Still gives off old lady energy, but I always wondered like why she was watching that show. <laughs> I don't know. Like hmm. with her dinner on her TV tray. <laughs> yeah. And then clean vacuuming her curtains. I, I also was confused because like one of my roommates in college came from an Italian family and 
cooking was such a big part of her like family where I was like if and I like obviously that's not all Italians but like I just feel like Mary would not be eating a TV dinner (laughs) right right I don't know so what changes do you think would be made or would you make I agree with all of your changes too um yeah it's definitely the social media thing I think would need to be more prevalent just because Mm -hmm. of how prevalent it is in our world now um you know the fact that she went and picked up a paper and the magazine from the (laughs) stand outside of the office like I don't think those exist much anymore because when you look at Green Bay Press Gazette and there's hardly the paper anymore it's all online you know everything's a subscription so I feel like she would have heard about the Donnelly wedding like or the engagement on Facebook or on Instagram or on Twitter. I think Twitter mm-hmm. would have been way more prevalent if it was made today. Absolutely. Um, especially with the high um, profile wedding that it was, the Donnelly wedding was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, def- I definitely think that, and I agree with you on the barn. I do, I will say that wineries um, are still very much a, um, people navigate towards those for wedding um, mm-hmm. venues too. I've been to a couple and so I think that that's definitely something or like a, a country club or like a golf yeah. course yeah um but you know I think that the barn rustic yet meeting industrial um is something that's really trending right now mm-hmm. so I, I think how weddings would be portrayed would be very different if it was absolutely. filmed today absolutely so. I agree with you Although that park ended up being like beautiful, there's like the scene where they're sitting on the little rock by the bridge discussing what they're going to do. And I was like, that is a beautiful space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how they closed down a whole park. Oh, true. Yes. <laughs> um, so for modern casting, um, for Mary, I thought Ana de Armas, um, she was in Knives Out. Um, or Melissa Fumero. I love Melissa Fumero. She's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I just, I love mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, oh, that's, yeah. that should shift. You should add that <laughs> to your late night when baby can't sleep. Yes. Rotation. <laughs> <laughs> For Eddie Steve, I thought uh, Simu Liu. Um, he's kind of that like clean cut with a little bit of comedic timing. Or Chris Hemsworth. I thought it would be a good one. Um, for Fran, I thought maybe like Blake Lively or Brenda Song. Um, she's always so oh, put together. Um, for Massimo, I thought Diego Luna. He might be a little old, but I love Diego Luna, and I think that he should be in everything, especially after Andor. He was so good. Um, or Michael Pena. 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 Yeah. He's so. I funny. like him. I, and I love Diego Luna. Oh my goodness. Love Diego Luna. I, um, I thought for Fran's parents. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for Fran's parents, um, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, like from Schitt's Creek. Um, oh, I love her. <laughs> both of them. They're both in Schitt's Creek. And I just feel like they would do that like over the top, but not cringy, like perfect. Um, and then for Mary's dad, I thought of Jimmy Smits. He, 
um i'm like a nerd so for me he's like uh senator organa in star wars but like he was also in sons of anarchy okay. he was also um he's in everything he just shows up in everything i feel like um but i feel like he'd be really good at that too i'd have to agree with you on the diego luna but i i feel like antonio banderas would have been a good one because mm-hmm. given the like um you know i think he still would have well actually no that would have been a good sorry backtracking that would have been a good <laughs> pick for like back then um but now i think he would have been better for like maria's dad yes you know um mm-hmm. or uh, javier bardem mm-hmm. a good one um for mary i pardon me i i love anna kendrick I think it's great. And I think it would have been funny to like have this be a wedding planner who was like good at her job, but maybe not as OCD top because I, I think mm-hmm. JLo pulls off that poise where Anna Kendrick's yes. just like goofy fun kind of thing. Yes. So I guess Mary could have easily been, if we weren't doing the whole uh, cultural piece in it, mm-hmm. um, Blake Lively would have been great. And then Anna Kendrick, like her little friend who yes. is you know yeah so they kind of could have gone either way um Mm -hmm. I just think Blake Lively is just amazing I love her yes I'm friends with her (laughs) and her hair is always perfect yes Uh, yeah I I agree with you on a lot of um um Chris Hemsworth he's amazing he is I mean you can't go wrong with Thor I know I realized looking at this <laughs> that I have three MCU actors in this my bad they're that good like I um, said um, most of my media consumption is like Star Wars or MCU so like well to go back to that then we gotta throw Chris Pratt in there I think or he like would Chris been- Evans yes oh let's just do all the Chris's all the Chris's yes there's a Chris yes you're in <laughs> No, I because I think Chris Pratt would have been great too. Um, yeah. Awesome. All right. So, any final thoughts? Um, I do not eat M and M's the same way anymore. After seeing this, even back when we watched it as kids, I always wait to eat the brown ones last. I know he threw them away. That's just wasteful. No, he threw away all the other ones. I know that. He threw away the other ones. That's wasteful. Oh, yeah. That's... I'm going to eat them. Also, like, I'm sorry, but the outside of the M&M is a candy shell. It's not chocolate. His whole logic is flawed. It is, but I still like it. I still like it, too. It's very cute. I eat all the colored ones first, and then I eat the brown. <laughs> yeah. I... Yes. Um, I love that like little bit about the M and M's. It is so cute, even though it's fundamentally incorrect, but it's still cute. But it's Hollywood, <laughs> right? There's we already called out all the fundamentally incorrect things that have happened in the movie. Wow, Hollywood, you said it again. Ah, unrealistic. Oh yes, the most unrealistic thing is the M and M's, not anything else that happens. Nope, not the shoe, not the dumpster. M&M's, what it is. All right. 
Well, folks, that's all we have for episode two of Stone's Top Tens. Thank you, Caitlin, for co-hosting with me, and thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, The artwork for the pod was created by Avery Summers. Please feel free to send me an email at stonestoptens at gmail.com. No apostrophe in the email address. If you have any positive feedback, if you have any negativity, please just keep it to yourself. If you'd like to get notifications about Stone's Top Tens, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods. I'll see you next week for episode three, which is my number eight pick, 1999's 10 Things I Hate About You.